We've teased you enough, but it's time. April 17, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The OG RRLC Reggie's jersey is fucking for sale. It is for sale, and you do not want to miss it. I cannot express how much I fucking love these things. They are unreal, mate. You do not want to miss them. We've got a high thread count. We've got a big white collar. We've got the traditional V. It is three-quarter sleeve. It is everything that the fucking RRLC is put in a jersey. Everything we promised, and it's for sale. April 17, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, thereggies.com.au. I'll see you there. Get amongst it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Reggies here with three blokes. Could have been anything. Decided to have some fun instead. We're your hosts. I'm Groper. We've got Tommy to my right. And down the end, we've got Jace. No, Jace. No, Jace. Jace is not here. He's still in Europe. Ripping um, and tearing fuck, like that I was... just ripped the lid off of this bed a bit. <laughs> that so. was good, wasn't it? Cheers, <laughs> really nailed that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. How good's it better be? Mm. Mm. Cheers to that. I reckon he's probably been... Uh, Ripping into a few of these, that's oh, for sure, over there. Mate. Might not be a better beer, but it's fucking need to be beer. You know, I'm fucking keen to hear from the legend when he gets back. Yeah, his trip, same. You know? Have you, um, he's been in Ireland. Has and he? Scotland, oh, he was in Edinburgh last week, he told us. Yep. Um, but is he going to Ireland? I might have just completely made that up. But what I wanted to say is, have you ever had a Guinness? Like a beer, Guinness. I might have, but wasn't very open-minded into the ale thing back when I did. So I think nowadays if I tried one, I'd be more open to the fact that it's not going to taste like a standard lager. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've had one. Can't say I enjoyed it. Like, I didn't like it. But it's like a full meal, eh? It's so thick and just like... You you couldn't have fucking ten of them. Imagine those blokes that just sink them all all night. The piss holders on them must be just elite. the sump... On them would be fucking bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. It honestly is like dinner. Oh. <laughs> it's that thick. Anyway, um, hey, six teams remain in both the AFL and NRL after the first week of the finals on the weekend. Wallabies, massive confidence-boosting win over Georgia in the Rugby World Cup. Nice. We'll see if that can inspire them in the games to come. How good are the Aussie cricketers going? Absolutely putting South Africa to the sword over there in uh, both the T20 and the one day as we did lose one day last night though, so a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit late on that one. Tommy, UFC, Sydney on the weekend. I'm sure you probably covered it on the Alpha Blokes, but how was it, mate? Huge, I imagine. Was it a real Reggie type of weekend or was it a bit more upper class for you, uh, con- considering you're the big superstar, you know? Nah, mate, it was not upper class. It was very Reggie. You know, we um, 
got stuck into a heap of yarning, a heap of piss drinking. Um, you know, I can't really tell you what the dinner is like in Sydney because we got stuck into a hungover breakfast most mornings, dabbled in a bit of lunch and then ate piss for dinner. Pretty, <laughs> ate piss. Yeah, pretty much. But, no, it was great, mate. It was, um, it was a great experience all around, um, just doing a bit of networking and, you know, experiencing it. We're starting to get used to big cities a lot more now. Like yeah. when Cam and I went down there uh, the first time, we couldn't even figure out how to use Uber, so we fucking walked everywhere. Nice. And now we can use Ubers and <laughs> and have started to adapt and overcome. We can use Ubers. Yeah. That's so nice. So we've gotten we've gotten better, mate. But look, overall, fucking great time. I yep. was very keen to come home by the end of it. It takes it out of you. Yeah, like, it was five nights. Yeah, something like that. And went, yeah, went down. There would have been no quiet ones. Nah, not really. Like there was a couple of quiet evenings before UFC and shit, making sure that you actually got the whole experience yeah. and you weren't just a busted freckle. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. nah, mate, it was uh, it was excellent. And we'll go through obviously a bit later on the card. The card, and yeah. Stuff, but uh, yeah, Sydney's almost. I reckon Sydney's probably out of all the cities, it's my least. I don't want to ever go there. Dude, unless I have to, it's so fucking big. Yeah, like places in Sydney, you just think, oh, it's just in Sydney or it's a suburb of Sydney. But to actually get to oh, places, it's massive, yeah. Like after the UFC, man, we had the potential to go out to the after party for Bam Bam Sing out at um Penrith. Oh yeah, and miles away. Fucking hour away to get yeah. there, and we're like, oh, is it really that worth it? I yeah. don't really want to get stabbed in the neck. So it's like <laughs> you had to make this decision where right at the end of the trip, if you're going to do it, but no. Yeah, we ended up going. It's the same as you talk. They talk about the northern beaches of Sydney. It's fucking miles away. Mm. Well, Manly's like a ferry, but it still would be an hour. Yeah, by the time you had left the harbour and got to Manly, we went and had a little suss at uh, Bondi. Oh yeah, for a couple of hours, had a bit of a look there. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty cool. It'd be great to go there on a hot summer's day. And just see the people. Oh, yeah. just fucking have a look at everyone getting into their work and yeah. the sun, you know. Yeah. But there was these mad cunts, mate, that were working, walking around in dick stickers, still wet, free, freezing. It was, was it cold? Oh, was it? Mate, <laughs> I only packed a jumper by chance and forgot to bring it down with me both times, mm. so we just tufted. Yeah. But none of us had jumpers, so we were walking around, yeah, with just stiff nipples all day. <laughs> yeah, nice. But uh, awesome, mate. <clears throat> it was great. Um. I had a massive weekend in the yard around home, eh? Nice. I was I was on call for work, so mm. can't have a heap of beers or whatever in case you get called in. So I got stuck into my work around the house, and the satisfaction you get from that is fucking unreal. Eh? Yeah. I had the um, I really wanted to gurney a bit of bit of the concrete out the back, so I've started, and the contrast when you're gurneying is like fucking chalk and cheese. Oh, so yeah. once you start. <laughs> It's like, right, I've done that bit. And then where it joined up to the next bit, I was like, well, I've got to do that now. Mm. And six hours later, I'm still hanging off the end of this gurney, doing all the driveway and everything. And it looks fucking prime now. But hey, if you're going to pull the gurney out, be prepared. You're going to have to do every bit of concrete that oh. you fucking can look at. I'll tell you a quick yarn about gurneying. Yeah. Um, down at <laughs> Agnes Sage, you know, the driveway goes right down. Yep. So mum and dad just got a new gurney. And um, Beck loved the idea of it, right? Me wife, lovely wife, Beck. Uh, she was like, oh, I want to gurney the driveway. And I'm thinking, oh, it's a pretty big job. Like, mm. as in, but love, wanted to do it and stuff. Anyway, started gurneying, loved it at the start. Got about <laughs> sort of a third of the way down and must have got over it or whatever. Mm. And then, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's and, it. Yeah, for, the, for that day anyway. It was like, and then I'm sort of looking at it going, I never wanted a part of this. I'm like, I'm happy with the driveway. It's all good. Anyway, so two days later, I'm looking at it and I'm like, fuck, sorry. So I had to gurney the rest of it, <laughs> yeah. like sitting there gurneying it. But um, yeah, it, how much difference does it make? It's but you fucking don't realise how dirty your concrete is until I know. you gurney it. That first bit, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. And I could tell how dirty it was. That's how filthy the concrete yeah, was. Because right. there's this tree that the neighbour needs to cut and it overhangs and it drops all its leaves and oh, shit. Yeah. And then, anyway, once I started, it was like, well, I've got to do this bit now and this bit and this bit. And next thing I'm out the front when I started out the back. Mm. Well, that's good, mate. I'm actually looking forward, like, I because it's winter and the grass it hasn't rained fuck all. It doesn't grow fuck all, eh? It hasn't grown fuck all. So I honestly haven't mowed in so long but it's getting to the point now where those bits that are grown is getting a bit of a joke yeah. so i'm like this sunday i've just got that new smoker mate that the missus got for me for father's day the yep. traeger yep. so my plan is sunday early work get out get the yard done blow off the concrete clean everything up and then just do something for a few hours in the smoker sunday yeah. arv and i'm fucking looking forward to it It'll perfect be, yeah. after your big weekend you'll be due yeah definitely yeah due for something like that mate well there you go for everyone who's tuned in to hear about the sport, fucking cop that. Yeah, cop that, <laughs> listener. Barbary's coming this weekend to stay with me. Yes. Um, we've got a special guest episode planned to do with him. Because we're going to record it on a weekend, it'll strictly be a guest episode talking about him and the racing industry. and <laughs> So no segments as such. It'll be like a guest episode. We'll release that to you at some stage as a special. Mm. Can't wait to sit down, have a chat with him, and just give the listeners like a better look into what goes into training and preparing racehorses. Mm, I mate, I'm, I'm keen for me, myself as well because, like, dabbling in it a bit and really enjoying it but not having the time to really learn about it growing up and yep. that, I'm keen to learn a bit more, uh, more about it myself. And it helps that Barbary has the one of the best lip games on him ever. So it's not yeah. like you're getting some boring fuck yeah. who's trained yeah. horses their whole life. You're getting a bloke who can spin a great yarn and is knowledgeable in the field. So. His, um... Well, I reckon we're in for some one-liners. Oh, mate, he'd have a fucking page of them written. A page. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm keen to um, show the Reggie's listeners what it takes to get a horse to win a race. Yeah. Because so much luck has to go your way, yep. not just on the day, but in the whole three months leading up to it. So keen as to uh, hit him with all sorts of questions. Mm. Actually... You could probably hit me with some questions that you want me to ask you. Yeah, that's a, want to. that's a good one. Hit us up on the Instagram or the Facebook we or might, even the email, whatever. We might even, not um, shit ones. We might even do a post groups and say, comment any questions that you want to know about the that's horse dangerous. industry. Oh, but it might bring out some great content too. <laughs> There'll be some good questions. There'll be some fucking <laughs> shit-ass ones too. Yeah, you just ignore those, cunts though. Ah, that's all good. Um, Tom, the merch. Oh. The lid, the lid covers. Ah! That uh, clip you put up yesterday went off. Mm. I fucking laughed harder the more I watched it. The shirt's getting here very soon. It's time to hype it up. Oh, right, listen the fuck up, right? We haven't done a merch drop yet. Like I said in the video, the hats are here and they're fucking horny. <laughs> the trucker cap is—it's a trucker cap. You know what you're getting there. What you don't fucking know about is the baggy reg, which is just. It's fucking one of the best hats ever made. It is just the – it's a formal bit of kit 
that you can be noticed by other Reggies in. You know, we're going to the Bowen Cup soon. I will be donning a nice smart outfit with that on the lid. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those hats. What do you call it? The Reggie's formal hat? Yeah, the Reggie's formal hat. With velvet in... Nah, it's not velvet. Mate, it <laughs> bit is. Bit of silk inside. Bit of silk inside. It's, it's nice fucking and soft, you know. Bit rugged on the outside, nice and soft on the inside. <laughs> like, we like it. Yeah. And um, so you've seen them. You've seen them, okay? Now, you've heard me talk so many times. This is the best shirt ever made. Well, it fucking is, and I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you right now what it is. Now... Right now. Wow. So Here we go. On the front, you're just going to cop the Reggie's logo, right? That's what we know, like, identified by the Reggie's. On the back, two bits of strap and tape. One at the top, one at the bottom, with one of the best sayings ever to be created. The more ya, the more ya. Now, that will be running across the strapping tape. It's, oh, fuck, I'm not going to stop there. In the middle, a nice, bright, colourful, big... Fucking design in cartoon features on a horse steaming <laughs> down the straight. One of the most Reggie motherfuckers on planet Earth, the one and only John Daly. Now, John is in his fucking golf kit with his crack hanging out, dart, analog dart in mouth, whipping the fucker home with a nine iron. <laughs> if that doesn't get your horny to cop one, Fuck all, Will. <laughs> now, that is the best shirt to ever be made. And keep an eye on the socials. We'll probably drop it in the RRLC first. So go and join that and feast your eyes on the best bit of kit to ever go on a rig. Mate, I <laughs> – you are kidding. <laughs> I'm fucking selling them and I want to buy them <laughs> after hearing that. <laughs> well, and wait till people see them. Like, we've put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. Oh, mate, the, like the legendary we get to do our shirts, like we've maxed out on colours. Yeah. Like as in we've put a lot into this. They're not cheap for us to make, but we don't care. These yeah. things are just we were asked. Pumped. We were asked if we could change some of the colours so that mm. they were the same as other colours, and we said, nah. Yeah, so we, we've sort of we've we've figured it out. It's happening, and yeah, I can't wait to show you because it's just one of those ones that like I'm picturing right walking in to a fucking tab like or whatever at the pub. Yeah, and here's our mate in a baggy reg and a the moonya the moonya shirt yeah. on daily steaming down the flat on a horse having a punt getting into his work. That's a bloke I want to have a beer with. Yeah, fucking oh, mate, you've you've sold me. So so that's what's happening, people, and. Uh, Thursday, October 5th is going to be the date. That is it. So that's the early call for you. We're obviously going to post it on the socials. We'll let you know about it leading up to it, but there's your early mail. Now, you got to remember... Bit of early mail. you got to remember that this is the first one we're doing. We don't know what to go off, okay? So I can nearly bet me sack on it that all this shit's going to get pumped. We probably can order it again, but I wouldn't fuck around. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Because it's our first one, we've been very, we've gone on the timid side mm. of you know acquiring them. So obviously, we're not going to tell you how many there are, but look, if they're going to, they'll be sold out. Listen though, it's if, if you just pump them, if you just pump them, we'll fucking get some more. That's but right. You got to pump them first. That's so right. That's that's merch. October fifth, couple of days after the uh, grand final weekend, so you'll have mm. AFL and NRL grand final on that weekend. 
just in time for some massive spring carnival vibes in Melbourne. Pumped. I can't wait to start seeing some Reggie's merch out there. That mm. was a fucking great pitch. Oh, thanks, mate. You've this, have you done this before? Oh, a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you mentioned the RRLC. I like that. We're going to give them the first crack at viewing it. Mm. So uh, yeah. speaking on the RRLC, we're on the hunt, Tom, for its 18th man. Mate, it's getting... Uh... One of the listeners is going to get a jersey in the RRLC. What an honour. What a fucking honour. Oh. We've had blokes like uh, Scotty Graham nominate his old boy last week, old Scaly Graham. Scaly. Luke Knight, shout out to him. Uh, he got a the Moya the Moya tattooed on himself last week. How's that? <laughs> what a fucking weapon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brett Campbell, who married the canteen lady. Oh. Uh, and then our very first nominee, Nicholas Stubbs, who still has one of the great resumes. Not sure we'll see one better. Couple of blokes were stiff this week, Tommy. Um, fucking, fucking stiff, I tell you. But Alan Hulford. Ooh. Is this week's nominee? And this this is why you were stiff, um, fellas, who didn't get a nod. No one was beating this. Right. <laughs> Alan, big Al. Here goes. Right are you legends. Don't feel as though I'm worthy, but a few mates have told me to hit you up. Oh nice. Long story short, played NRL, Union, and AFL from under sixes all the way through to seniors. Wow. I was the eighty kilo kid in year seven. And run the ball like my uncle was chasing me. <laughs> Could find a gap and finish strong. The uncle didn't, thank fuck. <laughs> right. Uh, AFL was my game of choice and I represented the state for a few years while kicking 60-odd goals in my final season. I was a fairly chunky bloke and full forward was the spot to be. Mm. Ended up blowing out a knee. And working out piss was me strong suit. Here, here we go. Fast forward a couple of years and that saw me representing Australia in Vegas at the World Series of Beer Pong. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Are you serious? Oh, deadly. Oh. Yes, it's a real thing and we made the US news. I got to wear the green and gold playing the sport worthy of a fat cunt. <laughs> All the better. Don't know who these women are, Tom, but I think maybe some listeners will. But it says, all the better was the Brazzers chicks were the referees and Bruce, Bru Bruce Buffer called the final. Brackets, I wasn't in the final as the true beer pong athletes didn't drink before the games. Fucking fairies, if you ask me. That's a but great nonetheless, shit. can happily say I've represented this fine country and drank a thousand beers doing so. As that. if you've fucking represented the state in the in like AFL and then represented the country playing beer pong in Vegas. That is fucking unreal. <laughs> that way, but I love. Do you know what I love is that we fucking worked hard to steer them out of the whole resi thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. and that just proves that it's sunk into a few cunts. Yeah. And it's great. Of what the Reggie he's is. He's literally opened up with a couple of cracker one-liners about his uncle, <laughs> giving us some stats to say that he is, like, not just a shit eat, and he's got into his work in the sporting field and then done that. Yeah, and then gone and said, you know what? Beer pong's my call. Yeah. And he wasn't just 
like he's playing a Reggie sport and was elite at it. Mm. He obviously was good if he represented Australia. And the fact that he's up against a heap of A-grade and fucks who aren't even drinking before they play, come on. That's the US way, but, man, I've played, like, amateur games of beer pong with friends from that are Yanks, and they put water in the cups and they drink out of their, their individual cans. When you get one in, they have a sip out of their beer. Instead of drinking the cup that the ball went in. Tell you how Reggie this is. <laughs> I remember after whatever it was, grand final, might have been the 16s or 18s back in the day, mm. playing beer pong and some idiot filled the cup up with tequila. Oh. And I got the ball in it, so I drank it. <laughs> and I was scared off from tequila for about, I don't know, two years after that because I fucking passed out and missed the rest of the Blacked night. Blacked out, yeah. But the ball landed in it, so I fucking drank Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> But, yeah, mm. fellas who missed out this week, you can see you are no chance. Oh, Sorry. Mate, and that. You've, you've emailed on a bad week. <laughs> that, and obviously, like, we'll have to go through them all because, you know, it's like any competition. The last one really, mm. it's in your head already. But tell yeah. you what, man, that's going to be a hard submission to beat. That is tough. Well done to your mates for fucking making you do that. Yeah, if you're too. sitting there thinking – Fuck, I've got to yarn like that, but I can't be fuck shit. Bring it in and Bring give everyone in. a laugh. Well, that's just beautiful stuff. That was fucking glorious, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was just great. This is a great game. Yes, yes, yes. Let's rip into some sport, mate. As Sounds mentioned, good. only six teams remain in both codes of footy. Yep. Pretty well everything we thought or pretty well everything I thought would happen, happened. Mm. Um, Penrith were incredible. Brisbane were really, really great. Yep. I will say, I think we've gathered that I'm not just a one-eyed Broncos supporter. I think we've established that I'm pretty fair when mm. it comes to, you know, judging. And I said throughout that game that everything that could have went right for the Bronx did go right. All the little six agains, penalties inside our own half to relieve pressure. Every bounce of the ball went our way. Mm. Melbourne were way off. Yeah. And, like... They were missing simple passes, didn't seem to click at all. 26 nil is a big score. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But every little match-defining thing went Brisbane's way. And thank God, because I couldn't have dealt with another loss to Melbourne, to but be I'm glad that I'm glad that it was it, that happened, though, four years in it, and it was 26 nil. Yeah. If that had happened and it was like 8 to 4, like, and it was like 12 to 8 or something like that, you know, there might have been a bit of shit, but 26 yeah. points unanswered is pretty... Yeah. It was a great effort um, defensively, and like I said, Melbourne, even their passing was way off. Like Harry Grant out of half, mm. everything was way off for him, which was fucking great to see because I couldn't have dealt with another loss. Broncos are going to be hard to beat, mate. Yeah. Honestly, they've, uh, it's such a well-rounded team when they're all playing. Mate, that forward pack is just so fucking established now, mm. and they're all like, what is there, three... There's three players that played Origin this year, and then you've got Kurt Capewell, who's that solid mm. on the left edge. And, mate, as much as he he's, might not be a great bloke, old Stags, like as in your old boy called it. He that was good, eh, that Step try. inside, boom, score. That is literally just power. Yeah, that so, was like, good. And he, like, I think I've got it in here for a bit later, or maybe I don't, but his defensive game was so good on Friday. Mm. I kept noticing him just make big, strong, you know, strong just – Manhandling yeah. tackles. Yeah. 
And I was just like, fucking, oh, Stags is, a, is fired up. He here. is one of those dudes that when he is fired up, he's very strong and very aggressive. Yeah. Like as in that aggression of just as hard as he can when he's doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah. I loved it. Um, Mate, I'm absolutely shattered for Ryan Pappenhausen. I know. I fucking, I know. like fractured leg or ankle, man. I, you just saw it and you just do not wish that upon anyone who's so long with that knee, a yeah. shattered fucking kneecap. A shattered kneecap. The oh. All the shit he went through, played the Q Cup, just come in ready mm. to play a final series to finish his year off well. Yeah. And then the poor bloke knew straight up. You know, oh, you could see it. Yeah, go the on. The referee, man, he just went, oh, okay, and walked away because he could see the, the bone sort of protruding out the sock. But I think... Good part is, as they said the next day, it wasn't compound, as in it didn't yeah. break the skin, and he should be right to go for preseason. Well, yeah, so I've got a little thing here from Billy Slater that I read, and it said, by all reports, if it was the other bone in the leg, it would have been a 12-month recovery, he said. Oh. So looking at the glass half full, he's going to be in a boot uh, for four to six weeks, and then he can start wearing uh, weight-bearing on that. And he could be back running and training in the new year, which is great news. That is good so news for him. So at least it's not like he hasn't come back at the start of the season, misses a heap of it. Um, he misses a couple of games, obviously important ones, but gets the off-season to hopefully get it right. And just the, yeah. str- the biggest thing for him, mate, is just trying to put that behind him, coming in with a positive attitude. Confidence, yeah. Because, mate, after those two injuries, how that would be the hardest thing mm. to get that out of your head when you're just launching into shit. Yeah, or like so, getting tackled or anything, you know. Anything. And that's when you do get hurt is when you're like 50-50 to something. So yeah. hopefully you can put it behind him, but fuck it, it'll be hard. Oh, but I, like, yeah. I was on my Melbourne hating Melbourne on Friday night. Just yep. Calling them cheats for when they cheated fucking in 09 and 07 and all sorts. I'm going, fucking get that in here, you cheats and all this. And um, I was, when that happened, I went, that's your fault, Bellamy, for playing him in the middle, you fucking idiot. Like, is it? I don't know. Well, they, he played him in the middle of the field the whole game. It's his fucking second game back. Well, he needs your fullback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I was just on a, a hate spree there for the storm. Yeah. Um, I was passionate now, about it. This is a disclaimer. This is not me having a go at this person. And fuck no is not a call out because I will never, ever want to fight this man. But Rocket is the most one-eyed anti-Broncos footy watcher I've ever met. (laughs) The shit part is half the time I agree with him. (laughs) So because he has such a good footy brain, (laughs) Mm. he sits there and he will watch every ruck, every play the ball in a Broncos game and pick up every little 50-50 call that goes Brisbane's way and just fucking text me about it every time. (laughs) And on Friday, I was in agreement, unfortunately. Like I said, 26 nil is obviously emphatic, but Mm. I just laugh at how anti-Broncos he is. And I think – I wonder if it's – because they were like the first Queensland team to come in and they got a lot of help back in those days. And I know he doesn't really like Bennett. And I don't know, I just think um, it's fucking hilarious how anti-Bronx he is. I think just whenever whenever everyone 
loves a certain thing around him and talks him up so much, he'll like be like, hang on a sec, or pick the negatives. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, where yeah. I think I get like the Sam Walker thing from, right? Yeah. Everyone pumping up Sam Walker, or I'm sitting there going, well, they're not saying anything about what he can improve on and that. And yeah. that's the way dad's always been like going through junior rep footy. Everyone would be pumping up this kid, and Dad'll yeah, be like, yeah, "You can't yeah. fucking tackle." Or, or, and but he's not saying they're shit. He's yeah. saying, "Hey, well, he's not a perfect player." Yeah. So like, yeah, and it's more as well, mate. The band, like banner with me, good mates, and that who go for like the Broncos. Bro, yeah. But like yeah. you said, he will sit there and literally pick. Everything. Oh, bro. It's like, and then he'll say it, and you go, yeah, "He's probably right." Yeah, yeah. And like, but no one else is saying it, anything about it. No, no. And then like. A very similar thing will happen to the other team and there'll be no penalty and he'll go, where the fuck was there a penalty? And it's just like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe you can give us a spiel on why he hates the Bronx so much. But, maybe uh, I'll ask him. Mate, I love getting the message every Broncos game about some bullshit penalty that we got. Or... Do you know what was even better? <laughs> the bloke doesn't like AFL. We'll never watch a game at oh, AFL. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that day he might have watched the Hawks and just at least turned it on and sent you a snap of the Hawks losing yeah, or something. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was the fucking night after we'd hammered the Dragons. Oh, right. And he yeah. supports the Dragons. Did not get a word out of me. I didn't even <laughs> think to message him at all. And, like, it just didn't even come into my mind. I went, yeah, we should beat the Dragons, so I'm not going to harp on about it. And then I just get the bluntest Snapchat the next day, picture of the score going, Hawks are going shit. <laughs> Or like how good are the Hawks or something. Uh, I just went, this bloke for real. Oh, uh, no, anyway, he, he keeps you in line, mate. Oh, it's, fuck uh, yeah, he does. It's great. Like you said, he'll just go, everyone's hyping someone up and you can't fucking tackle. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not saying he sucks. So, but that, so that's sort of where I get that sort of thing from, I suppose, with like the – I love it. You know, the people with the defence. And if, if honestly, if people didn't talk – how good someone was so much and never say, oh, they could work on this or something, it mm. wouldn't happen. But you just, yeah, I suppose I got it from him where you look at those things as well. It's good. I love it. Um, now, the Knights game, mate, was unreal. Mm. Game of the weekend for me. I know the Chooks and the Sharks was good and they had the 13-12 to 12 field goal, but that place in Newcastle was pumping on Sunday afternoon. Mate, what a fucking exciting game that would have been to be at. Oh, like mate. Plenty of points, seesaw and battle. So 16-6 down at half time, and then they scored 22 unanswered points in about 25 minutes. Mm. The crowd was just delirious, man. It was like they've gone from being 10 down to 12 up in 25 minutes, and oh, fuck, it was loud, mate, eh? Kalen Ponga. Oh, Red hot. Unreal. Like as in just hitting his yeah. stride full of confidence. Yep. It's fuck, it is so good to watch players like that when they are in that mindset. Just in the zone, eh? Oh. When, he, when he scored that first try to make it 16-12, it was like Fitzgibbon went to the line, put the offload out, and you could see Kalen in the middle of the field just expecting that to happen. And yeah. he was bang there to get the pass on the inside within fucking two seconds. Mm. He was just so on. And then the the try to back that up. And, and, mate, Knights, the same as the Chalks game, digging in when it matters and getting the charge down to stop the field goal. Oh, yeah. Like that effort yeah. when it's needed most was there. Yeah. And that's what isn't in some teams, you know. Like, well, some teams get the quick play the ball on that, but you could just tell how much – yeah. It meant to them and they wanted to win for that crowd. Yeah. Which, Fucking oath. It was awesome. You know. Credit to the Raiders, but I think they 
they had every excuse being 12 down to just go, right, I was lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then sure. they've gone and scored two late tries, mate, and put mm. it put it back to all square. Yeah. I didn't realise that – I thought back and I thought maybe I did know that, but when they said it's not golden point, yeah, I went, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. And then I thought, oh, maybe I did, but I like that. I yeah. fucking love it because then a side can't just get marched down the field with a penalty in the first set, kick a field goal and win. Yeah. Um, I wish they had that in the 2015 grand final. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but mate, this is what I reckon is the difference between the Panthers and Bronx and the Knights, right? Bronx put 26 points on. Penrith mm. put 32 points on. Mm. Knights put 30 points on. So the attack's there, right? The Knights let in 28 points. Mm. So the difference is the, like, big difference is there for me is in the defence. Yeah, for sure. So, like, defence win footy games for me, that scrambling effort and grit to not let a team score. Yeah. And how exciting that game is in that, it's just I just can't see the Knights beating Broncos and Penrith just on that. They just yep. let too many points in Yeah. where those two teams don't. Yep, I agree. I think um, I'm hoping that this weekend's going to be – a little bit of the same sort of style of game between the Warriors and the Knights. Mm. Because yeah, the Wars love to score as well. So Yeah, well, that's that's my tip. Like, I've got a little just side thing uh, on the pattern later, trying to redeem myself from an absolute shit the bed <laughs> the last week. Um, that's all right. What do you do? But, yeah, because I, I feel like the same thing. I reckon it'll be an exciting game like that mm. where there's heaps of attack and points. Um, yeah, a similar sort of thing. What were your, what were your thoughts on the... Uh, Sharks versus Chooks. Um, I, that was probably the game I watched the least of because yeah. I was at a mate watching the Lions. But just before we move on, I just want to comment. I know it wasn't his fault, but scores are level. We're just about finished the first bit of extra time or like the fir- the 10 minutes of extra time. Yeah. And then little Ashley Klein didn't hear a bit, barely noticed him in the second half because there was that much going on. That was fuck all for him to do because they were scoring tries left, right yeah. and centre. Minute to go in extra time, blows a penalty in front of the sticks for offside. And I know they were probably offside because mm. it was broken play and they were trying to get back onside and Hudson Old was fucking miles offside and he ends up charging the kick down or whatever happened. But I'm just going, why did it have to end on Klein? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. It was uh, fuck it shit me. I was like, this has been such a good game for the neutral to supporter to watch, mm. and then it ends on old Ashley blowing a penalty. Literally, couldn't have. He was two meters out in front of the post, and he blew it. And he had to because he'd already he'd waved six again. Yeah, right. Because he was offside, he'd waved six again, and then Ponga got tackled and dropped it. Mm. So I was like, fuck, I've got to fucking blow a penalty. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know. Yeah, I was, it's fucking, I was annoyed, but it's, I was also like. Yeah, you watched the replay and he was fucking three metres offside. So, so it, like, it is a penalty, but you go, how many of those sort of get let go and the game gets decided by itself? Yeah. I suppose you don't know because you don't really see that unless it's a penalty blown. But, mm. yeah, it's hard, eh? He always yep. seems to slip in somewhere controversial. Yeah. Old he did Ashley. fuck all. The whole second half, it was perfect because mm. he didn't have to because they were just scoring length of the field tries and shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, look. Sharkies with another early exit in the finals, eh? And what a strange season for them, I Very reckon. Strange. Because, I don't know, they they were scoring massive points for fun at the start and we were all going, how good's their attack? And then they had that slump in the middle. Everyone wrote them off. 
They found a little bit towards the end, but I think we could all see that result coming. Like, it's easy for us to sit here now and say, oh, we could see it coming, but I reckon we kind of did, mm. you know. So, I don't know. If there was going to be an upset, it was that game. Chooks in form and, like, wasn't convincing, mm. but the, the Chooks were in far better form than the, um, the Sharks. Yeah. So. Like, what do they do? To improve that sort of side of things. Like, I suppose it's not the worst result ever because they still got to the finals, but they should mm. have done better than that. Yeah, where do – I suppose you look across the park and you think where could they improve? And I don't think there's anywhere except maybe <coughs> the hooking position or maybe the, Will Kennedy's not up yeah, to well, it anymore. Well, I was going to say, but Will Kennedy hasn't been playing. Yeah. It's been Connor, Connor Tracy. Tracy yeah. Which Will Kennedy's a very, like, elusive player yep. in there, so – yeah, I don't know, mate. Because they've got a couple of gun wingers. Yeah, oh. Hines, and Hines doesn't need some guru fucking five yeah. eight. Got a know? good forward pack too. Yeah, like exactly. They've got a solid forward pack. I reckon. Um, I don't know. Fitzgibbon's a pretty. I reckon he seems like a fucking clever bloke who's yep. been in the Roosters system with Trent Robertson for ages. Yeah, always been a professional through his career. Um, I reckon, like they go to the off season, they put in the fucking work, man, and I reckon next year they will go well. Yeah. Because they've got the roster there. They've got a bloke running the show that's clever. Yeah. you got to uh, remember he's still young too. Yeah, as, as far as coaching. Oh, Nico. Nico yeah, and, yeah. and Fitzy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, disappointing, I suppose, for all the fans that turned up at Shark Park. Yeah. One thing anyway. about the Chooks, though, like we said about Newcastle, a couple of weeks in a row now, when they were up against it, those effort plays, like they charged a field goal down twice from yeah. Nico. Two times, yeah. just running out and stopping it. And, that and it was the strangest two players. Yeah. Tedesco and Kiri, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. Two blokes who are fucking meant to be the leaders of that team yeah. show up in those situations. And it's like the week before, the defence that they showed, and they mm. should not have won that game. But I think that's that like culture there and the coach and shit like that yeah. and the belief in the team and that. They so. were probably feeling a bit like, hey, we fucking – we need to win. We need to at least make it a week two for this season not to be a failure. Yeah, yeah. Because of every all the hype that everyone had around Brandon Smith going there and Sam Walker. And but even the Sydney Roosters as a club and how how much they hold mm. themselves to be successful. So yeah, yeah. But no, it was um it was a pretty tight game, eh? Yep. Uh, now the last one was the Waz losing. The Waz losing SJ for me was obviously huge for oh, them. For sure. I don't know. I don't know if it affects the outcome because Penrith were just at their absolute ruthless, structured best. Mm. Don't make a mistake. Nothing was stopping them. Yeah. But the mindset that the Waz would have went in with with no Sean Johnson must have been like a bit deflating. Oh, you know? mate, a hundred percent. Like you go, yeah, Johnson may be worth, I don't know, 10 points or 12 points or something, but then you go yeah. the mindset of the whole team, knowing that he's not there yeah. is, is something else as well. It's one of those things where you go, like we said before, maybe if Penrith won 18 to fucking eight or 18 to 10, you might go, oh, if Johnson was there, they might've had it. But it's yeah. one of those things, 26 points. Like, what was it? One by 26. Yeah. So it's like, same as the Bronx, you can't really... You know. Yeah, there's so many what-ifs in a game, but when, yeah, you hope that 26 points is enough to say that was emphatic, SJ wouldn't have made a difference. But yeah, um, I heard some people saying that if that was an elimination final, that he might have, like, they might have played him. So that, to me, I just go, fuck, you got to play him, don't you, if he's a chance, because... If they somehow get over the line there and they get a home prelim, it just changes everything. But they're so. playing at home this week, 
Yeah, I that's suppose, true. But now they've got to go to Suncorp. But if yeah, they win. but imagine though, if if it was touch and go, SJ plays, they win, and then he fucking really aggravates yeah, that injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, no point. So, so I think it was would have been a decision that was weighed up by the club and they oh, and yeah. SJ and they go right. Oh, you can play this week. You get a week off. But hey, if you re-aggravate that, there you're gone for three weeks. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah. So, and I think being at home this week against the Knights <laughs> as well might have weighed into that too. Mm. Like if they had to go play away mm. at fucking McDonald Jones, for example. Yeah. The way the Knights are going, I reckon that might have affected the decision, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, that should be a good game. I'm looking forward to watching that one because mm. that'll be like your, uh, I hope, oh, I reckon it'll be pretty high scoring again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas sure. uh, the other one, you could see that being a real grind between two powerhouse sides like oh. Storm and Roosters. They've yeah. been at the top for so long, you could see it just being a defensive battle. Mm. Um, uh, are we we'll, – we're going to touch on the – the little incident in the Knights game a bit later on in a certain segment. I think there might be a segment coming up, yeah, where we might touch on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll no, do no, it no, there, no. eh? Yeah, Don't want to drop me fucking call on Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been loading that up. Um, AFL, mate. The, yep. I know you probably didn't watch much, but Collingwood and Melbourne was okay. I thought just okay. There was 95,000 people at the MCG. Actually, I'll pull you up there. We were in the room and I think I watched like a couple of quarters of it. It was actually... Genuinely watching yeah, it before nice. we left. Well, so. I wish you had a watched uh, a game that was a bit more... Like, for me, I watched it and went, this is fucking hard-nosed finals footy. Yeah. But, you know, for someone who's trying to get into it, yeah, might not have been the best. But uh, Melbourne were way off, man, for three quarters, and then it was proper one-way traffic in the fourth, eh? Like, I honestly thought Melbourne are going to run over the top of them here. And if yeah. they couldn't... If they could have fucking... A few more bounces of the ball that went their way, and I reckon they would have. The lead was just a little bit too much to peg back. Collingwood just had that little bit too much of a lead. But um, another massive game coming up this week, two more, like, Melbourne teams. Melbourne v Carlton. They'll be fucking 95 there again. Like, unreal for Melbourne sport because they had 95 Thursday, 92 on Friday, and that was at a Carlton v Sydney game. So Collingwood-Melbourne, you expect it. Two Melbourne teams. Mm. Carlton v Sydney, and they got 3,000 less. Like, massive turnout from the Carlton fans, man. That was fucking impressive. And then the next day, there was another game at the G. I think that, oh, don't quote me on it. But it was St Kilda versus GWS. So (laughs) St Kilda don't have near as many members as Carlton. So I think there was still a good 60. Yep. Which is unreal. The ag- I think they would have been probably oh, 240 over three days. Like That's just fucking massive. So, yeah. But anyway, I thought uh, the atmosphere at the Carlton-Sydney game just felt like so much more intense finals footy atmosphere than it did at the Collingwood-Melbourne for some reason. Collingwood, obviously perfect for them. Home prelim now. Melbourne have to play a massive game against Carlton this week. Whoever wins that have to go to the Gabba. Yeah, right. And knock the fucking lines off who haven't lost there all year. So, like I kept harping on about, huge result there. Um, yeah, Carlton, Sydney, amazing, like I said, considering it was just the one Melbourne team to get 92,000 there. It goes to show that the Carlton supporters, fucking, you got to put it to them because they got out and they supported their side. First final in 10 years. Yeah. Um, Big effort by Sydney, though, to make a great game of it, I thought. And, like, imagine walking into that cauldron of, let's call it, 
80,000 mm. Carlton supporters walking in there and it ends up being one goal was the margin. So it could have went either way at the end. Yeah. Carlton got it done. Unreal to see. Paddy Cripps is their captain. He's the most capped – how do I say this? The most capped player ever before he played a final. So he played 183 games oh. before playing a final. Oh. And for him to get – I was pumped for him because he's like one of the nice guys, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's just a bull in the middle. Like he's so fucking good. So I was pumped for him. Um, and then, yeah, the next day you had the St Kilda. And this was the upset for me. I thought the Saints would get it done in at the G in front of their home crowd. But GWS, man, every year they just seem to win a final that they shouldn't. Yeah, and right. I reckon they'll lose this week against Port. But – Fuck, man. They just went down there the week before, and to make the finals, they had to beat Carlton, who had won nine straight. Done that. Never well. Snuck into the eight. Got to go back to the G. Beat fucking St Kilda. Done that. And I just go, well, what if they show up against Port? Who knows, eh? Well, that's the fun shit about finals, mate. Good on them. Yeah, good Um, shit. And then we finished off on Saturday night with the Lions up against Port Adelaide. Another huge game with the... Ramifications that come from that. Brisbane, eight goals to one in the third quarter. Just steamrolled them in the third and fucking secured eight that. goals to one. Yeah, it was, oh, it was awesome to sit there with two line supporters watching it because one-way traffic, it was just goal after goal. It was awesome to see <laughs> mm. from that perspective. And, yeah, they get the home prelim now. They'll either play the winner of Melbourne and Carlton yep. at the Gabba. Um, and, yeah, they get the week off. So this is where I don't know about the AFL's structure where they last round of the season, then they have a, everyone has a week off, mm. then they start finals because now Brisbane and Collingwood, they're going to have played one game in three weeks. Yep. So sort of kills momentum a little bit, I think. It's uh, That's pretty good to stop, to, to make it exciting every game, having that week off for everyone and they all know it's happening. Like yeah. Before finals, so like so it you don't rest teams. anyone. Yeah, yeah. You know, I suppose there's positives and negatives to that though. Like it was, I enjoyed seeing those young fellas get a crack when they rested everyone. Yeah, and get that's to See true. the future players coming through. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think it's a good idea though if they want full. All they the want everyone players. firing. Yeah, that's it. So you give everyone a rest, and the quality of footy should improve. You know, because no one's fatiguing out and shit mm. like that. So. I do get it. Yeah, I suppose the other aspect <coughs> of it too is if you've gone well enough to not have to get the two points like a Penrith or something, you can afford to rest players yeah. and that's because you've done well. But yeah. Well, that's no, right. At least way. you get – there's some benefit to fucking finishing top of the ladder because <laughs> other than that, like the Bronx didn't even care about the minor premiership. No. Nah. And it was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, we could be the side that finishes top of the regular season, which is in other sports like – We've harped on about it a bit. Mm. Soccer over there in Europe, that's what they play for. Yeah. They've got all the different knockout formats as well. Yeah. But nothing means more than winning the league. They, you've had to play every team twice. Yep. One home, one away. <laughs> yeah. And whoever's on top, fucking, that's the, that's, you're the champion. Which, yeah. You think about that. We've grown up with grand finals and stuff, and yeah. I fucking wouldn't change it for the world. But if you actually think about who the best team is, it's the kind who fucking exactly wins yeah. the most games. That's right. But it's too yeah. hard for us to do. Like you couldn't do play everybody 
twice, one home, yeah. one away. Like, too many games. That's right. Whereas, obviously, soccer being a different sport, it's mostly just running around. Mm. It's not physical. Yep. So, anyway, um, pumped for the games this week. Like I said, Porter got a home game against GWS. They should win it. Um, and then they'll have to go play fucking Collingwood at the G. And then Carlton play Melbourne. That's going to be massive. So that's Friday night. There'll be 95 there, probably more. Barbs is a Melbourne supporter. He'll Whoa. be just getting here. Quinn's a Melbourne supporter. We're surrounded by the fuckers. Um, so up the blues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you've ever said that. I'm on the – yeah, true. <laughs> I'm on the don't fucking clip that up and cut <laughs> just that bit either. <laughs> I'll do it next, Origin. Yeah. Um, nah, I'm on the Blues bandwagon for sure. Yep. Just because I haven't played finals in 10 years. And Paddy Cripps, who doesn't love Paddy Cripps? Pedro will be just fucking pumped, wouldn't he? Mate, what would he have watched on Friday? Yeah. Because it was they started at the same time. Split screen, surely. Surely. He would have had one TV, on the phone. TV, one on the phone. On the dog and bone. Yeah. Fucking oath. Righto. Give me a recap, mate. UFC. Fucking yes. rip in. Right. Who, was, who was the best stink? So it was one of those things right now. Like we had the best fucking seats, man, right at the front row. Yeah, I could. The, so I was looking for his. Yeah. Fucking every time a fighter walked out, I was looking, but I'd never that, Well, just. we thought we were on – we thought they walked out either side, right? But they walked out on the other aisle and walked back after the fight down ours. Oh, however, righto. However, Izzy walked out on our side. Okay. So it was only the champion at the end because we were thinking, sweet, we get to watch each fighter walk out. But yeah. every single person went out on the other one except Izzy right, right. at the end. But well, anyway, that fucked it for him. It was still great. Like Dana White <laughs> walked past fucking all the deadly diggers like kept going past Gaethje and Sterling and all these people. Yeah. So it was pretty cool seeing them. And literally before the fights, there was all the security standing there to make sure no weapon ran into the ring. As yeah. soon as the fight started or round started, they all sat down and it was just clear. Yeah, prime. Mate, one of the best things um, that I saw from a point of view where you don't see on TV is Bruce Buffer, before he gets up there, yeah. is just frog hopping, dancing, bouncing around, like proper squatting down and fucking punching out and shit, like warming <laughs> up, ready to rip in. I do love when – so, like, normally they've got the camera on the fighter when he's announcing them, mm. but then when the camera sort of spans to him a little bit – and you see how fucking pumped he is. Dude. Like, pointing the cards at old mate, fucking screaming. You're just like, he just loves mate. it. Mate. You couldn't – how G'd up would you be, man, when you're hearing that about you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's what bro. I mean. Like, he makes that experience so good. And he just jumps in the air and shit. And you don't see it because they've always got the camera on the fighter. Yeah. But sometimes they'll – do yeah, a bit yeah. of a wide shot and you'll see him but fucking carry on. Like I said, before every time he'd go in there, he's – like the the fighter's music, he's fucking dancing, <laughs> like down on his heels, popping up. And I'm like, look at this guy. <laughs> fucking – it was awesome. <laughs> so, but what I'm just going to say is, like, it was great. Like, the event was great. But coming from Perth, when mm. the whole of Rack Stadium was on their feet screaming till they didn't have a voice, when Volkanovski was over the top of fucking Islam in the fifth yeah. round, just pounding him. him. Um, Malaki won, Jenkins won, um, Della Maddalena won by knockout, Tafa won by knockout, Volk we thought won. So yeah. that whole night, the first UFC experience, 
was just that fucking good that I think it's it hasn't fucked it for me, but it's going to be very hard to, to get that it. same yeah. feeling walking out. Yeah. And then like this one, man, um, uh, Jamie Malarkey got the win. I think it could have gone either way sort of thing, but I was pumped to see him get a win. Jack Jenkins um, was going pretty good, and then he got like <laughs> slung over and fucking broke his elbow or something, man, on the ground. It was, yeah. pretty, it was pretty crook. So that was a bit of a dampener. In the um, in the prelims, and then like the main card, mate, couldn't have started any better in the main card. I know how good because like that? Um, you know Tyson Pedro getting getting the win, like yep. knockout two, just yep. bang hit him, and it made up for his performance in WA where he had gastro. Yeah, so that great start, and then um, tougher. Fucking yeah, just that was good, eh? leveled him, mate. Yeah. And just got on him like a Southern Cross windmill and just fucking <laughs> smashed him. That bloke who he knocked out has actually had a couple of uh, brutal knockouts recently, eh? He's probably, uh, he might be done, surely. The bloke he fought? Yeah. Tougher. The bloke Tafa fought. Yeah, the big he, tall Yeah, unit. I thought old mate was on a good streak. Or Maybe something. I'm, I must be thinking of someone Yeah, else. I think old mate was pretty, like, was going pretty well. I might be mistaken. No, you you would be right. But I think I think it was a pretty, like, decent fight for him and stuff. Okay. So. Well, that's good. But, yeah, so that, <laughs> so after those two, I've got to admit, we were fucking pretty hyped up, like, mm. pumped, because it's like, sweet, fucking, it's going, and that was the first leg of the, the multi. Yeah, I know. So, funny story about that. I fucking... As he's walking out, I've, in my brain, I was like, Tafa, why does that ring a bell? <laughs> and I was like, fuck, the multi. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had to jump on, fucking put um, put the money into the Bluebet account, got it on, mm. and then he's knocked him out. I went, fucking, we're on here. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> and me too, mate. And so I think there was another fight. These little lads, I can't remember the, the name of them or whatever. The one that called out Kai Kara Bro, France. that was fucking... Awesome fight. Yeah. Fuck, and, that was good. And so that was a really good fight. But for me, it was hard, right, because I watched like a round of it, two rounds, and it's going into the third, and I'm going, I need to piss. Uh-huh. I need to get a drink. Ties on next into Izzy. And I'm like, well, it's got to be now. So, like, I left. I was like, I have to go. Went for a piss. Got a fucking beer or whatever. Yeah. Come back down, and they were announcing it at the end. But that, that was a great fight as well. Well, it's hard with those little fucks, man, because they're so fast. Mm. It's hard to see when they've landed and when they've missed. Yeah. No, but that, then, bro, that call out at the fucking end. Oh, well, two, bloke, two blokes called it. There was one bloke who was a boring fight sort of thing early on. Yeah. And he called us all faggots. And you could see Cormier, he goes, oh, and all you faggots in the crowd, rah, rah, because it was just boring. We're like, boo. Oh, you like, were booing him. Oh, booing the fuck out Was of it me. a prelim? Yeah, it, okay. was early, it was early days I don't think sort of I thing. Saw it, yeah. I think it was a real early one, bro. Yeah. And because the bloke we were going for was just – but it was just boring. I don't really even remember, but we were just where was him. Where was he from? Uh, was he American? I think it was American. Yeah. But anyway, right. we were booing the fuck out of him. Yeah. And even and then he's just obviously real emotional. One, called us faggots. Yeah, and he's faggots. like, oh, you faggots in the crowd, rah, rah, and we're fucking – And then Cormier took And then Cormier sort of ended it quickly. And then walking back past us, man – we're all just fucking like we're a front row, so the whole crowd and then everyone swarmed over the top of the tunnel as he's coming through, and they're just going, yeah. And like, nice. I'm like, dude, this is fucking hectic. Mm. Like, going going at this dude, and obviously he was just 
fired up. He's just won, but everyone's booing him. Like, you could imagine the emotions he's going through. Yeah. And he put a big apology thing out after and whatever, but um, going off, off track there a bit. That's right. But, yeah, um, then the little fellas fought, but that's like I said, I had to get ready to just sit there. Why – do you know why we were – so the crowd was booing. It was an unreal fight. And I reckon um, – I forgot his name – Whoever was I in know the where you're going, and it's because he called out Kai Kara France at the press conference. The little, uh, so he called him out, blew up at him, called him a bitch because he pulled out because of his concussion thing. Yeah, and Kai's Australian, New Zealand. Okay, so Righto. called him a bitch, lipped up at everyone, had a crack at Izzy at the press conference, and okay. Izzy's going, "Sit down, you midget." Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Caught like and so everyone was booing him. He was like the bad guy. Yeah, you know? right. Okay. So that's I didn't why, see that. Yeah, so that's why everyone was booing him. Yeah, and everyone which, wanted the Brazilian to win. Yeah, so it's just played into yeah, the right whole right. thing. But he was like the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's fucking. He lying said faggot at the end. as well. All your team are a bunch of faggot. Yeah. <laughs> And I've just gone, what? Yeah, that's and right. And Cormier's just grabbed the mic and bolted. Well, that's what Cormier's like, oh. And then Dana at the end's like, yeah, I was getting thrown around a bit tonight. Yeah, <laughs> like that word. But, yeah, so that happened. And then it was on. Like, I sat down and I'm like, come yeah. on. And, like, look, I knew the whole time that stylistically the height difference, all this shit wasn't in Ty's favour. Mm. But I suppose I was just trying to make uh, – a dream result, a reality. Yeah. And just yeah, going, yeah, yeah. how cool would this be if yeah. I did beat him? Yeah. And get the knockout at Sydney, like all that shit, the fairy yeah. tale ending. And um mate, what can what can you say? He just didn't look good. Nah. Um you could tell he came in with a game plan to attack the leg, which hopefully got him back off the front foot or something, but the problem was every time he landed that head kick, he got a fucking sledgehammer the to the calf face. kick. Every time he landed the calf kick, yeah, yeah. he got a straight right, uh, just an right absolute smoke down the pipe, <laughs> and um, it just wasn't working out for him, man. Yeah. And you know, I just I don't really know now what really goes for like, what happens. Yeah, with Ty. I don't know. Because, when he when mm. he got taken down there, so he went for the calf kick. Old mates caught it. Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe that was your the way to do it is go for the kick again and then throw a big bomb or whatever. But it would have been hard because he was throwing the kick heaps and copping one straight on the beak. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I just wish he just stood there and traded. Like, copped the same amount of punches, but those kicks were just fucking wild bombs that maybe clipped. Yeah. He like, did have a bit of a red calf, but, yeah, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, it, was hard. So, it, it looked like an amateur yeah. fighting a professional. And mate, that's what it honestly, like. when it finished, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, an absolute pin drop. Yeah. So like after those couple of early ones, yeah, it was just like because that was the main event of the place. Yeah, like, definitely. Because then Izzy Strickland, like there was all that shit, but Ty, like yeah. that was the main event. So it was very deflating for the whole crowd. Yeah. For that to happen. Yeah. Fuck. And nice. then you're like, fuck me, and not even like a. Fight where he was winning a bit or he landed some... Nah, he just got bashed. Yeah, so that, that made it a bit deflating. He was deflated, eh? Oh, mate, he Like, shattered. he got up and he was like, fuck. Like, he just didn't... He knew that he's like, oh, I don't know. I did not know what to do. Yeah, man, he was yeah. shattered. Yeah. And, and like, fucking, he had a crack. That's all you can, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, ask yeah, him yeah. to do. But I suppose it was just wishful thinking, I suppose. Yeah. Like, on my behalf. But I'm like, well, fuck it. Like, Why'd they like, make him fucking fight him? There. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just all with the rankings. Like him beating Derek Lewis, 
Yeah. And and going on that run, put him like I think the top that he got was third. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah, has yeah. to fight those cuts. Yeah, yeah. And Volkov was I think he's in the top ten, but he's down a bit. So he was one under, I think. Yeah. So it sort of made sense in the rankings, but it's yeah. just Ty landing that one shot. Yeah. You know. But Which is a shame because yeah, he just didn't get near him. Nah. So anyway But the uh the main event, mate, what a sh- fucking dude. absolute Fucking upset that what, was. What the fuck was Izzy doing? I do not know. Did you hear Strickland said, I don't know if it was in the immediate press conference after, but he's come out and said um, something like, what's this guy doing or whatever? He said, I was thinking to myself, what is he doing or am I, who am I fighting? Mate, like, he, um, <laughs> Strickland says a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, he's good at He's eh? even saying afterwards, I don't give a fuck about this shit, guys. Like, yeah. and with the belt and that, and I'm like, oh, wow, Dana would be pumped. Like and he goes, Dana and that'd be going, fuck's sake, how do we let this guy win this yeah. shit? Like <laughs> But mate, honestly, the problem was too, right? The starting it off like that, Ty loses. And then honestly, even though it was an upset, like the first round, I thought Izzy was fucked. Yeah. Like up against the cage. But the rest of the four rounds, even though Strickland marched him down, it wasn't really entertaining. Nah, it didn't they didn't do fuck all? Fuck did they? all! It's just it was a it was just a stand up fucking man boxing match. Yeah, like you know, with with not much going with on. Is he just doing weird shit? And I've got to admit to you, man. Fourth, middle of the fourth round, I thought I still thought Izzy will land that fucking big shot, put him down, and that. Going into the fifth, we literally said to each other. He literally needs to sleep the cunt, otherwise yeah, yeah, Strickland yeah, yeah. easily wins this. Yeah, got to the end and Strickland gloves down and yeah, just going. The, how fucking good was and, that? And that fired me up. I'm like, wow, he just bitched him. Yeah, like as in just steam, walked him down, going fucking come on. fucking fight me. Yeah, Basically, he yeah. was like, can you please stand here and fight me? Like, yeah, so fuck, that was awesome. And mate, so you know, overall. Great experience. But, yeah, it was just those couple of things. Like, put it this way. If Ty wins by knockout, totally different story. The yeah. place is probably fucking rocking. just yeah, rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine it. But, um, mate, like I said, overall, it was a great thing to experience and go to. The UFC just runs such a good event. Obviously, yep. the best in the world at what they do. Yeah. And, um, yeah. No, it was great stuff. And, and it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that division now. What I reckon would be the dream is, right, Strickland fights old oh, 2 plus 3, 5. Drykus yeah, yeah. 2 plus C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drykus beats Strickland. Then Izzy and Drykus fight for the belt in Africa. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Which, imagine that. The whole, you're not a real African, you yeah, are yeah, this yeah. fighting in Africa. I wonder like, where. Who says who's not a real African? Well, I think... Um, Two plus three uh, says it about yeah, Izzy. Yeah, five eh? says it says it about Izzy because like he's been to China and this and that and and sort he of he used to fight under the New Zealand flag, didn't well, he? Well, well, he's in New Zealand now, living there. So yeah. it's just and Drykus, I think, um, said that I'm living in Africa. I <laughs> yeah. breathe African. He's air. South African. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think he's playing on that and that. But I mean, what a narrative. Oh. To, to to bring Israel back. Losing, I, him losing has fucked Dana in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I just think um, you, you can't you can't do that. I, I don't want to see that rematch again straight away because of how Izzy performed. I think let Izzy go and fight not for a title one time. Yeah. Like, well, let yeah. him just go fight a three-round fight against a good bloke, mm. take the pressure of the fucking belt off and just let him fight. Yeah. Let Strickland fight. 
Duplessis, who's who's right there now, beat Whitaker. He's nearly at the top. He'll and have then, to surely. And then if Izzy performs like he normally does, there's the fight to make for the championship in Africa or against Strickland again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, anyway, great stuff. I fucking love that sport. Like I'm I'm proper hooked on it, mate. Yeah. It's unreal. You're not a casual anymore? Or? Oh, I'm still a casual, man. Like, you talk to the blokes who fucking live off that shit and go to the gym all the time. There's probably a million things that I say that aren't technically right. But I just mean, I just fucking love it. Or when you say it was a boring fight because no one got slept, they're just like, well, fucking casual. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. That's, yeah, exactly right. But, um, yeah, as the sport as a whole, mate, fucking Yeah, and the though. event... The event looks like, like you say, they put on a fucking unreal event. Unreal. Right, moving on quickly. Mm. Quick Rugby World Cup, massive opening game, like I mentioned last week. All Blacks took on France, and I said it, this might be the year a Northern Hemisphere team takes it out. Home team France beat the All Blacks to open the World Cup. Stadia de France was fucking rocking. So... First group match the All Blacks have ever lost. They've never lost a group match really? at the World Cup. So how's this, Tom? 27-13 was the final score to France, right? Right. Pretty dominating, you'd think. 27-13, mm. this will blow your mind. The All Blacks scored more tries. Oh, so <laughs> she was just the goal upon. Nine penalty goals. To make 27. That's mm. how France didn't score a try. I would have really loved that game. <laughs> Yay. Thought you might. So, yeah, three points for a penalty goal, obviously. Nine penalty goals to France. One on the game. The Blacks scored the first try. It was 7 uh, yeah. nil early on. So, Aussies, moving on from them. Aussies were good. Hopefully, like I said, we can gain some confidence from that and press forward. Our big test is going to come against Fiji and Wales because they're the. It's between those us and those two teams. So Wallabies, France, Fiji, for what two will make it out of the group? Um, Wales narrowly, very narrowly beat Fiji. Yeah, so right. I think that helps us because if we can beat Fiji, we play them on Monday, early Monday morning. Yeah, and if we beat them then we should be right because um, Wales and Australia have both beaten Fiji. Mm. We should be okay. So we we do play Fiji this coming Monday at like 1.45am or something, so basically Sunday night. Yep. And then the following Monday we play Wales. So this is our two big tests here, Fiji and Wales. Big games coming up for the boys. Come on. Yeah, let's go, boys. Uh, Good start, though. You can't ask for anything more than what we've done, other than if we put 70 on them or something, like Ireland did to poor old Romania. I think it was 82 (laughs) to fucking something. (laughs) And Romania – was it Romania? Whatever – whoever it was, they scored the first try, (laughs) carried on, (laughs) and then they didn't score another point. Yeah, right. So, nah, it's good. And uh, very jealous that Jace is over there on their time and he gets to watch all the games, like – in the afternoon and night time and he's got the EPL and everything going on. So he would be fucking frothing it over there, the young redness. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What do we reckon this week? We'll put our tips in. Yeah, mate. Yeah, there's only a couple, so we'll knock through them pretty yeah, quick. Um, just two. <laughs> yeah, so obviously Storm versus Chalk today in my park. So hard. I reckon, uh, look, just going on um, the ho- season as a whole, Melbourne's usual defence, I'm going to go with Melbourne. It's it, It's at Amy Park. Bellamy won't cop that from mm. last week. Um, and I just think it's too good to be true for the Chooks to make a prelim final. I think it's unfair on the fucking competition if they can play that badly all year and make a prelim. So hopefully Melbourne win. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm tipping them. I'm tipping Storm. And like I've said, the effort that the Chooks have put in the last couple of weeks, like I said, not the last game, the one before, they fucking should not have won that game. Yeah. They were defending their fucking holes out. Mm. Just effort after effort play. They've sort of done that the last couple of weeks to pull off a couple of grinding wins, and I just reckon the Storm will get the biggest kick up the doot yep. from Bellamy this week. They have the calibre of a player there like Grant and Munster at home in Melbourne. I just reckon they get the win. However, it, I still wouldn't be surprised. Both of these games, I wouldn't be surprised with either way. Yeah. You've got to pick one. Which seems weird to say for the Wars and the Knights. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I'm going Yeah, I'll go to Storm. storm. Yeah, Did too. you get four from four last week? Uh, fuck, you would have. I, I don't know. Maybe. I did. I went up 30 spots. I was, I was pumped. Who'd you, who'd you go last week? Well, like, I went like, Broncos, Penrith, yeah. Roosters and Knights. Yeah, and I, you think, did too. I think I did just two. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure you did too. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, Warriors, Knights over there in Auckland. Yep. Um, fuck, man, I really want to tip the Knights, but I just – It's one of those things where I'm like – I'm loving watching both teams. Yeah. I look, don't want one of them to be knocked out. If you're but. on the bandwagon to watch how cool it would be for one to win the comp, it's hard to pick because look at what the Warriors have went through through all the COVID bullshit. <laughs> That's right. And all that stuff. And they're about to play at fucking home in, in a, a final, final yeah. to say, like, let's fucking do it after what we've all been through. Yeah. And I, I reckon that alone gets them over the line. Yeah. But look at what new are you doing. Like, I know. <laughs> how good. Ten straight. How fucking Ten good. Ten straight. How I, good is that game going to be? It's going to be I unreal. I Arv too, like four or something. It should be, yeah. So someone actually messaged in and said, because you know how we were saying, um, why did they have the Penrith Warriors game on at four o'clock? Yeah. It's because at four o'clock in Sydney, it's like 7 p.m., in New Zealand. So it was like prime time for them sort of thing. Yeah. So I think it was to accommodate them because if they had had the games kick off at 7.30, it would have been fucking 10.30 in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it should be the early game on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, well, there's only one for – like one's on Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it should be Saturday. Ah, it would be awesome to watch. Yep. I'm going to tip the Warriors as well. Um, I'm just trying to think because that's because I think they'll win. I'm trying to think of who I'd rather play at Suncorp the week after. <laughs> and it's a hard one. Because the winner of that plays Brisbane at Suncorp, which I will be 100% trying to get tickets to. Yeah. Um, and Do I, know, I don't know who I'd rather play. Well, I'm glad as a Penrith man that we get either Storm or Chooks because they're 
traditionally good teams, except it's not like they've done the unthinkable this year and the have a whole fucking bandwagon, bandwagon yeah, behind them. Yeah. They're not really doing what they should have done, so I don't feel like they have that same energy behind them. So as a Penrith man, I'm pumped with that. Yeah. And you you guys have got this thing where it's like, yeah, you should win. Yeah. These cunts have got nothing to lose yeah. and everything to gain. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It is a tough one. I think the Warriors will win. I think we'll play the Warriors. The top four will sort of stick out like they did all year. Yeah. And it'll be uh, Penrith Storm next week and Brisbane Warriors. But, hey, fucking I'd love to see an upset in one of them. Oh, man, even though I'm tipping the Warriors, how cool would it be to see Newey? Oh, Just potentially awesome. getting a sniff. Fuck, yeah, it'd be prime. And mm. they'd travel to Suncorp too, like to sit in the away section and whatnot. So yeah. be a good atmosphere. Adios. No one's beating the Bronx, but uh, but just it just makes me excited to watch it. Like you got yeah. two, you got two games. Fucking watch it. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah, yeah. time to watch it. I reckon I'll be watching uh, the D's play Carlton on Friday. Yep, Barb's will be there, and I just want to see that spectacle. What time do they play? It'll be around the same time. They're on Friday night. Friday so. night, like a bit late on Friday night. They'll kick off at the same time, pretty well. Oh, so the seven fifty, seven forty-five, seven fifty. Well, yeah. what time? Um, because I'm just thinking. The, um, nah, well, the league always finishes at least a fucking – it's always like middle of the third quarter yeah. when the league finishes. So well, I, might we'll have to bring a, I might have to bring a TV out. <laughs> Seriously. And plug it in and we can fucking have, have a the couple dual with, screens. Oh. Have a couple with barbs and cook Let's a bring steak. three and put the tab on. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Probably a yarn we can have after We'll just go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, righto. So – just for fucking anyone's amusement, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna tip Carlton. Sorry, Quino. Sorry, Barbs. Just because I want to see fucking Paddy Cripps win another final, and I'm gonna tip Port because I think surely they'll beat GWS. Um, now, what's the time for? Time for squeeze of the week. Sure is, boys. Brought to you by the standard squeeze. We don't have a squeeze here at the moment, but uh, on there's way. one on its way. Catch. Oh. Great partner and friend of the show. Um, we love what they're about, and I just want to say, we can't thank them enough for their support. It's the most Reggie piece of kit out there. Mm. Name a more Reggie bit of kit than the standard squeeze. You can't. Um, and hey, while I'm blowing smoke straight up their ass, how good are the four-in-one cups? Oh. It's not a cup, not a cu- not a stubby holder, it's not a tumbler, and it's not a cooler. It's all of them in one. Fucking I So, stop it. Anyway. Back to the squeeze bottles. Measure one standard drink at a time. Make it a double. Grab the big shot. Has a 100ml chamber for the tough Reggies out there. Uh, Jump on the standardsqueeze.com. Use the code REGGIE15. Grab a squeeze. Check out their other stuff, like I just mentioned. Four-in-one cup. Snapbacks. Do they have a couple of shirts on there? Not sure. Um, If they do, fucking buy them. Give them some love on the socials as well, eh? Give them a follow on Instagram. Um. Now, I got one bloke to mention, yeah. uh, Jack Byton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surely Jack Byton gets the squeeze for biting um, Tyson, Tyson Gamble. Gamble. Mm, well, he's been good- found guilty too, so it's not like we can speculate and go, oh, did he or not? Mm. Court of law said he bit him, yeah. so he bit him. Yeah. And his name is whiten and it rhymes with biting. Yeah, look, it was too good not to use and you shouldn't bite people. It's, um, you know, off the, off the back of that, 
you know, Gamble had the fucking the forearm pushed into the the face or whatever, but you just he did. Just, he had his arm in his mouth, and then he had the other arm on the back of him. Well, sort just of, spin your head the other way or something. Like yeah. I don't know. You, I just he clenched, and there was marks on his arm. Yeah, like, but it's just one of those things where you go. It must just be like that passionate and that in the moment that you just must literally forget how many cameras are mm. just filming everything. Mm. You cannot get away with anything on that level. What was the go with Klein, though? He's never been fucking – he's never not made a decision in a hurry in his life and then he's just all like, oh, 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 didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Fucking send the cunt off. <laughs> yeah, mate, I don't know. It, it was um, it was a weird one. He was sort of like, is, are you making a, an official allega- official complaint? Yes, I am. Look at yeah. my arm. It's got bite marks on it. Well, it's hard because Jackie Biton doesn't go to the chew every week. So it's out of his character <laughs> yeah, to, go to, go chew, yeah. to go to the chew. To go the chew. But he's yeah. gone the chew, he's won the squeeze. Jackie, yeah. while you're having a few weeks off, rip into a standard squeeze, brother. Yep, One and you're not going time. to Vegas because you were supposed to, but now you miss out on going to Vegas and playing in round one over there because you suspended. Oh, no. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. But, hey, buy yourself a squeeze and you can sit there and watch the boys from home. Yeah, that's right. Good stuff, mate. Righto. Um, now there's another bloke. He's oh. made uh, made – They've made this uh, glorious baggy reg and also the Reggie's truck. Mate, they make the best caps in the land. And you'll see them everywhere you go. Honestly, especially in rural Australia, if you get around out and about all day and you don't see a CTC hat, you're literally legally blind. So on that, CTC, thecountrycompanies.com, head there for all the ripper designs that the knuckles got ready to rumble. And countrytruckercaps.com, if you want to design your own hat for your business, a piss-up, your footy club, like anything like that, it's it's where you got to go. So go and support the people who support us. And Groper, have you got a captain for us this week, mate? Now, this bloke should have been captain last week. Okay. And we got straight up called out for it by an OG listener of the show. He sends which, me voice recordings. Too. And fucking I couldn't agree more with him. Yep. And that's the best part is that – like I said, I'm pretty fair when I analyse stuff, I think, anyway. Mm. And straight up I said, you know what, I've been waiting for this because as soon as we finished last week's episode, I said, fuck, I didn't mention the cricket. Yeah. We have been thumping South Africa, fucking left, right and centre, scoring 220 in 2020 games. We scored 392 in a one-day international, mm. if you don't mind. Um, we did lose the last one, the third ODI, but before that we were 4-0, and Mitchell Marsh, starting mm, the Bison. What he's been through in his cricketing career after getting booed on the MCG on Boxing Day to now captaining Australia, going out and making ninety-two not out in the first twenty twenty off about forty rocks, going out and making I think it was seventy-nine not out off thirty-nine balls in the second twenty twenty. So he didn't get out both games and made what aggregate of a hundred and fucking sixty-five. Yeah. Off about 80 balls. And he's captained Australia to four straight victories to start his uh, captaining career off. And he's lost on he's lost uh, two nights ago. But Mitch Marsh. Yeah, fucking me. how good's that? Leading from the front. And from what he's – like he's come from, like I said, Australia 
He said it himself. Most of Australia hates me. And that fucking broke me heart well, when he mate, said that. Well, mate, to be able to come back from that, though, shows you the character of the oh, bloke. Mate. Like, you you can just tell that his character is fucking unreal. Even when you watch those um, docos on Amazon of, uh, they call it the test, mm. and they do the docos of the Australian cricket team, and he's like, during rain delays and shit, he's out the back, buddy, <laughs> pretending to play the drums <laughs> and whatever in the dressing room, pretending to DJ and shit, and it's fucking hilarious. And you can just tell he's a ripping bloke. So good on you, mate. Australia apologises to you, Mitch. On I'm I'm apologising for Australia for booing you on Boxing Day. Fucking it's a right. fucking outrage, and it'll never happen again to an Australian Test cricketer. Well, it should. While I'm here, you'd near fucking um, give the bloke a big Jewy next year if he did. In a, in a, you know, if you saw another bloke in a baggy reg next year and he was booing yeah, an Australian yeah, yeah. at the top of the cliff, you'd fucking just take it straight off him. Yeah. yeah. You know, ain't get a refund either, cunt. Give it it. <laughs> just fucking cut it up in front of him. Do you know what pumps me worthy. up, like, about the baggy regs and that? Mm. Like, we sell, you know, they'll sell out and then we'll get more and more regis will get them. Yeah. We'll form a cult. Yeah. And then, a cult. And then, well, pretty much. And then... To rock up with everyone to a cricket game one day, mm. donning them. That right. just fires me up. Imagine just donning the reg and seeing another one. Oh. And just the smile on the two. Like, you've never met. Say you've never met this bloke. Yeah. And you just see and you just give him yeah. the tip of the tip of the reg. Tip of the reg. <laughs> tip of the reg to your son. Have a good one. <laughs> Fuck, it's yeah. going to be good. Oh, I'm pumped. You're going to have to get in quick, eh? Because like I said, we've probably... I wish we did order more. With the... We've underquoted. Anyway. But it's all right because fucking yeah. guess what? We'll order McMore. And we know who makes them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll be sweet. All right. Uh, so there's a squeeze. Couple. That was a good squeeze and captain. Mm. Fucking great captain and great squeeze. Yeah, I agree. Jackie Barton. It's all just great. Now. They're at the gate. And they're off. Goes up the inside. She's cutting loose now. He's trying. Can he do it? She's going to blow. Here he comes. Boom. Right over the top. Tough, tough week oh. on the Rex Hunt last week, oh. as Barb's would say. I've stolen that. On I've, the taken, <laughs> I've taken that straight off his tongue and I've used it. He used it on me today. Yeah. <laughs> so, tough week on the Rex Hunt. Cop that, Barb's. Hopefully you say it in your spiel coming up. That would be even funnier. The all-in went down with Taito Avasa. We mm. needed him to win. Hand but up for that. it's not to what When I saw, because uh, the Bronx won, mm. convincingly, obviously, and then yeah. when I saw Dom Young score, I was like, ooh, yeah. Tommy would be hurting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, not to worry. We provided the listeners with nothing but winners the week before. Oh, man, so that's, that's punting. This week we'll be doing it again. Yeah. That's right. We've got Group 1 Racing returning to Flemington for the first time this spring with the Maccabi Diva Stakes being run over 1,600 metres. Um, all the talent starting to emerge back at the track, Tom, is, oh, mate, there is so many big days coming up. Yeah, prime. It's just, I've got goosebumps. Look. Fucking hell. You do? <laughs> Fucking hell. I can't wait. So, not to mention... Fucking betting possibilities here with all the sport that's going on as well, not just the racing. But yep. uh, blue bet all in multi. I will kick us off this week. I'm heading to Randwick race eight. Could not have picked a tougher race, but that's just who I am. How's the line up on it? 
Private Eye, Marzu, Lost and Running, Overpass, In Secret, Buenas Noches, Remark. Just to fucking name a few superstars there. After In Secret's first up run, it's really hard to tip against her. Mm. Really hard. She, uh, I love the horse. She was very good to us earlier in the year. I just, I can't wait till, oh, Jesus. I can't wait till she gets to Flemington as she loves that track over 1,200 metres. That's yeah. where we love her. But first up over 1,000, she flew late and a couple more strides and she beats Remark that day. So Remark did race wide, no cover, and still stuck on for a really, really good win. They're both fitter being second up, but mm. there's way, way more depth to this race than in the Concord. And the extra 100 metres has lent me right into number five in secret. Should be a perfect barrier for her. And she meets Remark two kilos better at the weights uh, this week. Yep. And she proved first up that she can handle herself with the older horses now because she's a four-year-old now. Last season when she was a three-year-old, she got a lot of advantages at the weights because she was weighing in so much lighter being a filly. Yep. So I think she's proved herself that she can handle it with the big boys at the weights. I'm worried about a lot of them, but I think In Secret has come back in super order. It won't be the last time I tip her either, this prep. Um, but Randwick, race eight, horse five, In Secret to win at $3.10. Oh, big G1G. So it's just firing up. Yeah, I'm fucking pumped. I just love when... You've gone through a few weeks where you've got some way less of grade of horse running around and all of a sudden they all just fucking flood back to the races at once in Uh, time for spring. But just a spiel you've delivered there, mate. There's a lot that goes into that. Last year what happens, even getting older, the weights, the age, the barriers, the had toe late, this is longer, fucking all that shit. It's great stuff, man. Pumps you up. And there's a bit of research going into it. What a start with a bit of value too to the all. Oh, yeah. So, look, go whatever you want. Yeah, look, off the back of that, mate, um, I normally stick to me footy. Obviously, fighting didn't go last go well last week. But footy for me this week, we've done our tips, but f- those two games yeah. are so fucking hard. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm staying away from them. So I'm going back to what I was shit at last week, and that's the buffing. <laughs> so there's a card on this weekend. It's got Jack Della Maddalena in it and Valentina Shevchenko. I'm leaving Jack out because the last fight he had wasn't um, – he won, but it wasn't crazy impressive. And Kevin Holland's on a bit of a streak at the moment, so it'll be a tough fight for Jack. I'm tipping him still, but I'm not putting him in this. Valentina Shevchenko, however, was, has been so dominant for ages. She lost a title in that last fight. And I feel like this would have given her a big drive to get that title back and that real fucking fight to win. So I think that she gets the title back um, and regains the belt, and that's paying a dollar fifty-seven for Valentina Shevchenko to win, just to win. So that's that's my leg of the all-in. Copy. Crazy how they're still the favourite, even though they lost the last Friday. Mm. Well, I think they take that into consideration that it's like you know you get fighting, you get a lucky punch on the chin, yeah. and you. Yeah. And you're gone. But um, just, I like that. Just the dominance before it, man. I just, like I was saying, I think it's one of those things where, like, you're a champion for so long and you got that, 
drive to keep the belt, but you're thinking about the person who's fighting for the belt their whole career, maybe since they were a kid. They've All wanted they've wanted that. to is yeah. that, and they've got this chance. Think of the mentality there compared to I've won five title fights in a row. Yeah. I want to keep the belt. And now when you, like, reverse it, she'd be that hungry to go, hey, I got fucking – I got convincingly beaten there. If I lose this fight, when's my next title shot? Yeah. I'm the champ. Whereas old like, love's just gone – I've achieved my life goal. She's just had all the people around her. Wow, you're yeah. the champion. All the photos and that. And <coughs> Shevchenko's just been, <laughs> Shevchenko's just been behind the scenes copping that loss, watching her fame go on. And I'm like, if that doesn't drive you to get the belt back, yeah, what Fuck does? I so yeah, dollar fifty-seven. See how it goes. I love it. Righto, let's hear from the, the redness. I reckon he's going to be a bit more fired up here than last week. G'day, Reggies. Just want to start off by saying what an absolute weekend of sport we just had between the NRL and AFL finals and the UFC, which I'm sure Tommy would have ripped into, and the boys will all have covered for you. This week, I've been given punters club and the all-in as always, but we're going to go start off first with me all-in bet, and that's going to be Port Adelaide head-to-head against GWS. Ooh, wow. Now, GWS coming off the win nice. against Saints, which was massive. But I think it'll be too much of a difficult task here to beat Port Adelaide at the Oval. Mm. So that should be getting you about dollar sixty odds. I think it's pretty good value here. Put that together, great. That is fucking a um, dollar sixty for Port at home is awesome, mate. That's mm. fucking great. Um, what we'll do is I'll what? put that together in a minute. But we will move on to the blue bet old boys. Yeah, yeah. And I'll yep. give you a uh, yeah, some odds listening. there. Mm. Go, you bastard. Come on, you little bastard. Get up there, son. Got it, you little ripper. Rocket went three from three last week. As in, like, three on the bounce. Yeah. Three winners in a row. Well done to you, mate. Yeah. Unreal effort. Um, the bookies will be coming knocking soon, wondering what you know and what they don't. <laughs> so let's see if the other two can bounce back. Um, we'll start with Keats as usual. He went rogue last week and tipped a 61 to 1 thing. <laughs> back to his old ways. So he's uh, he hasn't had a collect for two weeks now. Let's hope that we're not on another streak of 10 on the bounce. Key <laughs> those collectors this week going straight to Flemington race two, number eight, Shaya. Oh, That's right. it's Jamie Carr's gotten on the fucking saddle. And here we go. Immortality is about to strike. I thank you guys so much for letting me on the lounge last week. Although I came back with a lot of flea bites all over me. So please get that thing washed before Jace gets back. Um, great. I enjoyed my week down there in Gladstone. Sensational to see my mother and stay there for the week and help her out. I loved it and I love her. Guys, to the listeners only. We're racing Ooh. here in Bowen tomorrow. Tomorrow or today when you get the recording being Thursday. Um, I've got a couple for you. These are trained by the great Tom Button, local Bowen trainer, ridden by Gabrielle Simmons, both of them. Let's go Bowen race two, number 12, Olympic motto. Into Bowen race seven, number one, spell catcher. I'm going to have an all-up, a multi. Yes, a win multi, and I'm going to hammer the place multi. These two will not miss the place. Guys, happy punting. I hope to see all the locals out here in Bowen tomorrow. Otherwise, get on Sky One and have a look at us. See you next week. Yeah, so TAB meeting, TAB meeting in yeah. Bowen, which means it's televised on uh, Sky. Yeah, Prime. So, fuck yeah. 
They, uh, it was like an emergency one sort of thing because where it was originally meant to be held, they couldn't have it. Yeah. So they've asked Bowen, can you guys hold it? And yep, fucking oath. So I love yeah, a good you, listener exclusive. You can it. bet on those. Obviously, if it's not a – when you don't have a TAB meeting, you can't bet on races at Bowen, mm. like on apps and stuff. But tomorrow yep. you can because it's a TAB meeting. So yeah. Unreal, get on the Bluebet app and uh, follow those listener exclusives. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the all-in multi, Port Adelaide $1.60, Valentina Shevchenko $1.58, in secret $3.20. You're getting $8.10. Oh, $8.10. So if you like the sound of that, download the Bluebet app. You'll find that under the Bluey Specials. Like always. So and, in, uh, look, you, you've got to be in front. Oh. So. Someone actually messaged in. He's been up me because I've been meaning to message, uh, mention this on a few podcasts in a row now. I keep forgetting. Sorry, mate. I've got fucking heaps on, all right? So he said he has backed every single thing, every bet since the start. And this was before, sorry, this is before two weeks ago when mm. we just were a non-stop, non-stop print shop. Yeah, yeah. So... And he said he was up like, I can't remember what he said he started with, but he said he was up fucking however much. So if you are back in every bet, you're not down. Mm. And I've got proof of it. So yeah. take me on. There's one bloke commented the other day. Like obviously we had a stinker this week. But mm. Like we said, that's punting the week before on fire. I ran a place. Yeah, but you Rock, know, yeah, we had a stinker. Rock, Rocket got a win. Wasn't paying that great, but he still got a win. You yeah. can't fucking go roughies all the time. More you the more you. Yeah, more the more you. <laughs> um, but yeah, commented something about rah rah, and I just felt like just going. You've got no idea. <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, what's Rocket got for us? Or is it Pedro? It's it'll be Pedro. Yep. I don't that's have right. anything from the big red. Oh, right. So well, we Rocket might have cool. to. You we got no have, Pedro. Got no Pedro. No Pedro. Well, we might have to just um, add Pedro's in. Yeah, we will. We'll just add his. Uh, we'll put his bet in the bet slips. Yeah, because he'll right. have. He'll uh, with Carlton playing. There'll be some sort of uh, <coughs> six leg goal scoring. Pedro multi. will have sixteen multis on, and he just has to pick which one to send us. So <laughs> that is true. So whichever ones he sends us to put on, we will post we'll that in, in the Friday. Remember, he's over in the UK too. Yeah, so it's fucking. We're asking a lot of the bloke. He's getting into his work. I mean, we pay him plenty, but fuck. Yeah, you know, he's That's on. Right. He's on annual leave, so he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So Robert. we will hear from Rocket. Boys, punters, Queenslanders, Rockets, Ruffies, raring to go. We're off to Flemington on Saturday, race seven, horse two, alligator blood. Waterhouse spot the trainers, D. Oliver on board. He loves the Flemington 1600, he should lead. Blue better paying about $3.90 a win, $1.70 a place. Jump on him, stay hard. Yeah. Stop it. Rocket. Stop it. I have got half a page of notes here on the blood. Hit it up his ass. <laughs> Go, do, mate. Righto. Group one gropes. <laughs> Group one McIvy Diva stakes. Flemington race seven. So hard to tip against Mr. Brightside to rack up another win here. There's only going to have a maximum of seven in the field. So that's the final field is set. One or two might get scratched, which makes it even less, but there's going to be a maximum of seven. Brightside has drawn beautifully in two. He can do whatever he wants. Alligator Blood will lead out of gate four. 
So I reckon Mr. Brightside will just stalk him all the way, get a nice toe in around the bend. Makes it sound good for the bright side. I know. I'm getting there. If it's a good three track or even maybe a good four, I wouldn't be against... Um, I wouldn't be against... Fucking me phone's ringing, sorry. I wouldn't be against um, having something on Princess Grace. Mm-hmm. It's an ex-American horse and it races a lot on um, firm synthetic yeah, sort yeah. of tracks. So have a look at that. See what the track's on. After all that being said, I'm sticking with number two, Alligator Blood. Oliver stays on board the horse, and the Blood's Flemington record is elite, mm. as Rockets alluded to. Four starts for three wins in a second. And the second was a narrow defeat in this exact same race last year when I'm Thunderstruck produced one of the greatest last 200 metres you'll ever see and just pipped the Blood on the line. So that second... Could have easily he could easily be four from four at Flemington. Yeah, Mister Brightside's Flemington record is poor: six starts for one win. So, I just think Waterhouse and Bot they won't have changed anything from last prep to this prep, and the blood is following the exact same prep as last year. So, I think he'll go one better. Take out the Maccabi Diva Stakes this year. Three ninety a win, dollar seventy a place. Remembering with only seven horses in the race, it must run. Top two to receive the place dividend. That's why it's a dollar seventy. Flemington race seven, Maccabi Diva Stakes, horse two, alligator blood, the Moya. Oh, let's the get it, Rocket! To the more let's so get it. <laughs> after Rocket into G1G. I'm gonna look down the barrel when I say this. The Moya. The fucking Moya. <laughs> so how's that for a bit of fucking couple into the other? Oh, great that was work. Fucking great. Great work. I've actually um, got a um, just a little extra bet as well. Yeah, know, fuck yeah. Thinking. Well, we're moving right into punting. So. Well, we are, mate. We're moving into the punting season, and this is this isn't on the horses. Or so we'll start, you know, picking up a few things and going with it. But the reality is, we'll cover all sports that we're interested in. But you know, when the AFL and NRL finishes, we'll pick up a bit of racing, a bit of yeah. punting, a bit of other sports. Bloody oath. And um, I've just got one this weekend that I feel good about, and you know, I just want to fucking share it. Pretty much. It might be a listener exclusive. Fucks me. Who fucking knows? Who knows? But anyway, I'm going to the Waz versus Knights game. Really? Righto. And I'm not picking a winner. I just feel like it's going to be a game where there's heaps of points, not that much defence going on. Oh, well, a bit of defence, but mostly attack. They're both fucking good at scoring tries. I reckon we're going overs. So it's over 41 and a half points. I reckon there's going to be overs, heaps of fucking meat pies. And I'm going Dalen Martini's Lesniak to score and Kalen Ponga to score. Both those nice. blokes are in red hot form. It's paying $7.25. And I just reckon Rally. that's not even for a team to win. That's heaps of meat pies and those two to be amongst them. Yeah. So for me, I'll be chucking a, like a bit of a wedge on that. You know, you normally, norm, I normally like spacing it out, a heap of little fuck around bets, you know, mm. because you're responsible gambling. Yeah. And, um, but. If you just go on the two games, you can put a bit more on, have a bit of a crack. Bloody Moya, Make sure it. you got – oh, that game's on Saturday, right? Yes, that's the Saturday. You'll have had a fill up after the races. Yeah. So yeah. you can – yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but that's that's my little like extra it. one. Mate. I like it. Um, I've got um, Pedro's here in analog form. Oh, right, Quinn. DWZ to score, Sean Johnson to score, Dominic Young to score, three-leg multi. Right. Nice. What's Analog that paying? Four. Not too sure. Uh, Big Red just texted it to me. Yeah, right. Just now? Yeah. That's handy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> nah, all good. So SJ, DWZ, and Dom Young. That's how's that for timing? Mm. Um, yeah, I'll get that. But what we'll do while I'm sorting that out is let's hear the Reds Punters Club. Or yes, I, I think that's a good. Let's idea. hear the Punters Club. Come on, we need a fucking pick me up here in the Punters Club arena. My Punters Club. I'm sticking the whole hundred bucks, the whole kitty, on a two-leg same-game multi. We're going Dom Young anytime, Dallin Watani Zelezniak anytime. <laughs> These blokes two probably most other. prolific try scorers in the comp at the moment. Dom Young especially, and Dallin. Those boys will get it home, no worries. Paying about four dollars ten on that one. Oh yes. Rip in another week, boys. Oh, Jace. See you soon. Jace, that is glorious. that's fucking that is good. Just two. After the spiel we've just given about it being a high scoring game, there should be plenty of meaties. Yeah. Like they're nearly the first two you're putting a multi to, to Dom kick Young's off. paying almost two bucks just to score. Really? What was um Pedro's? DWZ, Dom Young and Sam Sean Johnson. Sean, Sean Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yes. Quinn's sport. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy. Sammy Johnson. Sorry, Sammy boys, Johnson. I'm sick. Nah, that's all right, mate. Twelve bucks for Pedro's. Beautiful. That's pretty good too. Awesome. I have a good feeling. She's mate. a bit fucking all over the shop, but oi, we'll post them just like we always do. Yep. Um, now, I've said, I've shot him in the foot here last week. Mm. Barbs, we posted that video Saturday morning, and I said, quote, it is not often this bloke goes two weeks without finding a winner. <laughs> and he did. So. Well, and this is never in Reggie's history has he gone three weeks. He never has without a winning bet. I think he was saying too the other day that he's never done that out of the Reggie. <laughs> like I think Bob says, I fucking can punt. Yeah, and just this never happens. It's a rarity. Right. Like it'd be paying fucking two hundred dollars to happen again. So that's like, uh, you know, bit of mayo on the end bit. Yeah, but. The first part was a fact. It's never happened. Three weeks on the bounce, he has never gone three weeks without finding us a winner. And you know how much more pressure there is on this man that he's about to come and visit us? I'll be standing beside him as we watch these bets. Watch these bets happen. We'll be recording a show with him. And, yeah, this is either, it's all or nothing. It's make or break. Oi, I just want to say, before we even hear this, just in case he doesn't do it, Flemington race five, horse number 15, uh, Legacies. Mm. That was going to be my all-in. And I knew, well, I think I knew, that he would tip it because I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, you know, I don't want us to have the same bets. I'll leave Legacies. He tipped it a couple of weeks ago. I know that it's going to be his best. What, you reckon it's just like it just makes sense? Yeah, it's yeah, got to right. be. It's the best bet of the day. Yeah, right. And if he doesn't tip it as his best bet, He's an idiot. And right. also, I'll be pissed off that I didn't make it me all in. So, right, eh? Hit us, Barbs. Come on, Barbs. Reggie's. Righto, lads. Last week didn't go as planned. Zapoteo rose flat as fuck, and poor old Pounding was inconvenienced greatly by the hot pot of the day globe. Mm. They were jumping out of fucking trees to back it in the last five minutes before the fan stakes at the valley there last week. Dead set backed it like it was Tarzan and raced like it was fucking Jane. <laughs> Impeding the run of the Pounder in the process. Personally, on watching the replay a few times, I think would have won at a year to Sybil around the eventual winner pinstripe. 
not taking anything away from him in any regard. I just think if he, the runs were reversed, the pounder would be heading to the weight for age championship, the Cox Plate ballot free. I agree. Anyway, on to this weekend. And what a fucking weekend to be alive. I'll be finishing up at track work on Friday morning. Mrs. Bars and I are then jumping in the car and heading north to come and see you mob of fucking Reggie Degenerates up there in Gladdy. <laughs> Tommy, I hope you didn't go too hard in Sydney because you got to back up again this weekend, son. <laughs> nah, seriously, can't wait to get up there and catch up again, boys. And hopefully by 5 p.m. on Saturday, Arvo, we've all got fucking pockets full after we've tipped up a storm and for that, let me get into it. My best bet for the weekend, we're heading to Flemington, boys. A horse I've already tipped this spring when she was first up against the boys a fortnight ago. Legacy, Flemington Race 5, number 15 here, lad. Yeah. Yes. She was also consistent first up, and hearing Moody both pre- and post-race last start, she would have taken a massive improvement out of that run. She wasn't know, quite there in the coat last start, and she would have taken a tremendous leap forward in fitness after that performance. Ooh, ah, Jamie Carter retained the ride, and from barrier seven, she maps to put herself right there on the speed. And she'll take some beating. Flemington, race five, number 15, Legacies, $2.25 at the time of recording. For my best value, I'm coming back north. I'm going with the top weight in race eight here, lads, for Premier Trainer Tony Gollan and Inform Apprentice CJ Graham Asamu. This gelded son of exceeding Excel is first up since the end of April and has an ultra-consistent record through his entire career, finishing in the top three at 50% of his lifetime starts. Drawn ideally in barrier five, he'll put himself right up there on the speed. And with CJ's two kilo claim, I think he'll give you a massive run for your money at eight fifty and two dollars fifty at the time mm. of recording. So Reggie's this week, Barb's is best. Flemington race five, number fourteen, Legacy's two dollars twenty five, and my best value Eagle Farm race eight, number one, Asamu at eight fifty and two fifty with Bluebet. I'll see you three fellas on the weekend for some laughs and plenty of sherbets, and to the rest of the crew, keep it stiff, lads. Happy punning. Fucking glorious. How good. Legacies will be winning. Mm. Will be winning. $2.25. But that's what you want in a best bet. Something yeah. that will win. Yeah. And then that value, that's beautiful. Eight fifty and what? Two something? That's well, mate, I think listening to everyone's what they're, what they're going, there's a bit of, been a lot of thought going behind them all. And I think that's why it's a pretty good system that we've got here is because you've got a lot of minds coming together. They've all got their own ideas. They put a bit of thought and research in. So normally a couple of those come off. It's not like you just mm. fucking forgot about it and you're just stabbing something out of the dark. Yeah, no. It sounds like on paper it looks like we know what we're doing. It d- well, yeah, it does. You listen to this and you go, fucking hell, these blokes fucking know what they're on about. We just know how to talk shit. <laughs> nah, there's the some good bets. There is some good bets on the show this week. I'm fucking confident. Mm. I, uh, Turn it yeah. around. Turn it around for ourselves. Yeah. Like I said in that spiel about uh, alligator blood, though, very hard to tip against Mr. Brightside, but we've fucking done it because mm. that's just what we do. Yep. Ah, uh, anyway, we'll wrap her up, eh? Fucking mate, I had a great. That time was a great episode tonight. I fucking love that. Fucking me too. And I hope all you Reginals did. Like I said, keep your fucking eyes and ears peeled out this week because we'll be mm. releasing the design of the best shirt of all time. Of the Moya, the Moya shirt. Yeah, with, oh. with the fucking one of the greatest Reggies of all. I time. I can't wait to listen to your fucking pump up of the shirt. Oh, it's on repeat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. go and re-listen to that. Yeah, we'll right see right. you next week. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.